If you've got a good mentor-mentee relationship with someone, it, it helps to get through some of the stressors that, as a profession, we face many of and can help work through some of those things. From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a show that features open and honest conversations with veterinary professionals. I'm your host, Audrea Wood, the media specialist for TVMA. As a young professional, mentorship has been a big interest of mine. So many questions come up. How do you find a mentor? What do they expect of you? How often should I call them? What if they don't like me? What if I don't like them? It can be a really mysterious arrangement. So I was very interested when Dr. Ann McFarland wanted to speak on the topic. I got to ask Dr. McFarland about the joys of mentorship and how she handles these relationships. After our conversation, I spoke with one of her mentees, Dr. Connor Rethman, who shares about the benefits of finding a great mentor. Dr. Ann McFarland graduated from Texas A&M University College of Veterinary Medicine in 1990 and began practicing at Loop 410 Veterinary Hospital in San Antonio, Texas in 1996, where she is to this day. She is also a past president of TVMA. Welcome, Dr. Anne-Marie McFarland. What got you interested in veterinary medicine? Well, I had always had a, a love of horses um, from the time I think I could even recognize what a horse was. And then eventually that led into wanting to be around animals more. And then I found out about the veterinary mm-hmm. field. And I think I was probably 10 and that's when I decided that that's what I wanted to do and was able to visit a veterinary clinic and just thought it was the best. Well, you are very accomplished in the field. Uh, You have degrees in biomedical science and veterinary medicine. You're a past president of TVMA, and you were the first female president of SWIVS, Southwest Veterinary uh, Symposium, the Board of Managers. Um, What helped you get to where you are? Well, I think it was um, the help of uh, practitioners that I had worked with that uh, had been previously involved in TVMA and were past presidents of TVMA. And their mm-hmm. their mentorship um, helped guide me into that arena. And once I got involved, just starting at the committee level, I loved it. And I found so many people I could look up to and learn from uh, that it just felt like a natural path. That's amazing. Um any mentors that you would like to shout out for their help in in the last however many years of getting you there? Well, I'd have to say uh, Dr. Billy Tremere um, and Dr. Dennis McIntosh, Dr. Bubba Wojtek, and uh, Dr. Gerald Parker were formative um, folks for me. I got to work with, with all of those individuals. Wonderful. Um, did you have any other mentors around that time, um, whether in your in your practice or through Texas A and M? Well, I had several professors. I mean, that I looked up to and um, helped me uh, 
in my course of, of study and you know the fields that I wanted to go go into that were were quite helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dr. Rogers, um, Dr. Kenita Rogers, was always someone I looked up to as uh, someone who, going through school, I, I looked to her at, at her as a leader, and then even and then after graduation and as I got involved in further in veterinary leadership, um, it was it was good to see her moving on and moving higher up and, and developing, and that was always very encouraging. Okay. Now, did you kind of seek out their help, or did they naturally take you under their wing? How did these relationships sort of evolve? Well, I think with um, Drs. Parker and uh, McIntosh and Tremere and Wojtek, I, I worked with these gentlemen at their practices, and so mm-hmm. they did kind of take me under their wing and helped me out uh, and guided me as far as, you know, as I was applying for veterinary school and some things I needed to do, you know, that they felt would be helpful and experiences mm-hmm. that I probably needed to get that would be helpful. So they, ah. they were very formative there. Um, I mean, I just, I guess I probably got lucky um, to a certain extent in that the practices that I um, found myself in were ones that had very good uh, mentorship from the, the people running the practice, and they, um, they helped to, to definitely guide me. That's great. So those practices were already mentor-minded um, mm-hmm. and looking to, to bring up the next generation. How can veterinary professionals find a good mentor? Do you have any tips? Oh, that, that is kind of a tough one because there are some folks and some practices that have good mentorship programs. I, I think it is important for younger veterinarians. Uh, I think it's a good reason for them to become involved with like TVMA because that's mm-hmm. a very good way to uh, find mentors um, and, and find folks who will help in, in their, not only their leadership, but in their veterinary skills and also guiding them in the proper directions. Um, I think as far as folks coming out of veterinary school and looking into practices that they want to go into, I think it's important mm-hmm. for them to ask about, you know, do they have a mentorship program um, and how enthusiastic um, either the practice owner or the other associates are about the mentorship program because they can right. talk about it. But if you don't have somebody who's really wanting to be invested in it, uh, it's, it's easy to not find the time to do it. Right. Okay. So kind of keep an eye out for people that seem really interested in mentoring, enthusiastic about it. Um, and also we'll make the time for it because I, I know that veterinarians are incredibly busy people. So it is something you have to be really interested in doing in order to make the time for. Now, what is the mentor-mentee relationship like? Um, if they don't work together, how can a mentee engage their mentor in an appropriate way without becoming overbearing or needy? Well, I mean, I think uh, in soliciting uh, advice, uh, but also willing to accept 
not necessarily criticism, but constructive criticism um, mm-hmm. as to why you'd want to do this, but that they, they would have to go and take the action on their own because you, you, you don't want to handhold them. You want to teach them so they can do it. And so by providing an educational thing, um, educational grounds to where they can, uh, you show them and then they show someone. And okay. so that, that helps everyone learn and that helps everyone grow. And that way it's not just a one-way street from mentor to mentee. Mm. It's, it's, it's a dialogue between them to where it's not something that is a needy situation. Um, where they're just right. constantly, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? It's like, here, let me show you what you need to do, and you go do it. Right. Yes, absolutely. I heard said on a podcast one time that uh, this woman felt like every time she met with someone that was seeking her advice, uh, a mentee, um, she left feeling like she had more homework to do. Like she had to go and find resources for them and figure things out for them and send them different tasks or applications or whatever for them to do. So that is definitely, and all of that is incredibly helpful, but I can imagine you need that mentee to be a person that is a go-getter and will take your advice, go put it into action and not require so much handholding. Is that Exactly. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Because that's that's how a successful mentor-mentee relationship develops. Um, it's not that right. the mentor does it for them. The mentor says, okay, here's here's where you need to look into it. Go for it. Okay. Now, that brings me to another question. Why would a person want to be a mentor? Um, you know, what's in it for them? Well, it's extremely rewarding because especially working with um, young people coming into or not even into the profession, but that are interested in the veterinary field, being able to watch them grow and to make it through the program and graduate and become a successful veterinarian. I just recently, in fact, today got a text from one of my mentees. she just graduated from veterinary school and she, she texted me to thank me for, for helping her out. And it meant a lot. It really meant a lot. Yeah. That's wonderful. So how did you meet this person, this mentee? I actually met her. um, It was a year we didn't have a shadow student at, at, it was a summer we didn't have a shadow student at the uh, clinic I have. And one of my, uh, one of my friends his son was dating a, a young lady who was in, in the biomedical sciences program at A&M and was wanting to do a shadow program. And okay. so she came and shadowed at, at my practice. And then we stayed in touch over the years. And, you know, she did call me or text me with a question about, you know, well, what else should I do to help, you know, booster my resume and things. Mm. And then she worked actually at other practices in College Station uh, okay. and, and then came back when she was in veterinary school and did um, a rotation 
kind of with me at my practice. And so it's, um, it, it's neat to see it come full circle. Yeah, that's wonderful. I can only imagine how great that must feel to see someone succeed like that when you've been there through a lot of it. Um, that's a great success story of, you know, a mentor relationship. Have you had any uh, struggles in a mentor relationship or have you witnessed any that um, you could share a story about? Well, I think, you know, there are situations that, you know, as a practicing veterinarian, we'll get folks that come in on like a shadow program or something of that nature. And they, they don't really want to engage. Mm. Um, and then three or two, three years later, I, I get a request to write them a, you know, a letter for veterinary, you know, entering in veterinary school. Mm. And I don't even know this person. So it's, <laughs> those are the ones where it's like, it's the two way street because right. it, we need to maintain the relationship in mm. order for it to be successful. So there's, gotcha. there's the folks that I think they just somehow think that it's a one and done type, type of deal, but it's, it's an ongoing thing. Right. So for those that were successful in maintaining a relationship with you, how did they do that? You know, you mentioned they text you, uh, reach out every now and then about their boosting their resume, things like that. What are other ways that they can stay engaged with you or your clinic? Um, well, they could, you know, obviously they can come by really anytime they want. Um, but it's, it's like I, there was another young veterinarian. Um, I got to know her. And it, it was something she just will call me every once in a while or shoot me a photo and say, well, what do you think about this particular case? Or mm. I, I'm, I do a lot of cytology. And so she'll every once in a while send me something and go, well, what do you think of this? And, you know, I'll go, well, you know, it could be this, could be this, you know, tell me more. And then mm. we work on it together. And so yeah. it's, it's a lot of times it's over texts or emails um, just cause it's harder a lot of times to call, but sometimes it's just a phone call. Um, right. But yeah. It, you know, one-on-one visits are always great too. Yes, definitely. Um, the veterinary, veterinary profession, as you just mentioned, is very collaborative in a lot of ways. You have a lot of doctors reaching out to each other, asking for opinions on various cases, do you still do that with any of your mentors or colleagues? I do. Um, I have cases, um, like I have some of my classmates that are, you know, internal medicine specialists and I'll call them up and say, you know, I've got this going on. What do you think my next step should be? Um, and, and it's always helpful to get their, their insights. Uh, also I've, I've recently sold, my practice. And so that was very interesting in talking to several of my classmates that have sold their practices as, you know, what their experiences were, you know, Mm. how did they feel afterwards? uh, And, and, and on. So that was a very, um, a very good thing for me to have to where I could could contact my peers and and so forth and colleagues and get feedback from them on experiences. Definitely. 
So what was that selling of your practice process like, since that is a lot of veterinarians have questions about that? Well, for the group that I sold to, it was pretty seamless. Um, mm. it, it also, though, um, the negotiations started just as the pandemic started. Ah. So that, that was quite interesting. I um, only met one of the people face-to-face yet. Um, hopefully here soon we'll be able to meet each other face to face. Um, but it was, it was, it was intense in just trying to get everything done within about a three month window. Um, oh, wow. and also emotionally it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit sad, um, just because yeah. it's, you know, it was my baby and, you know, right. but now that I'm, I'm a year into it, it's, it's been great, and I feel very fortunate with the group that we chose, um, and how it's overall been a positive, positive experience. That's so good. I'm so happy for you. That's a big decision to make. Um, I'm sure that was hard on for a lot of reasons. But did you find this group? Did you seek them out, or did you hire an agency to find them, or did they find you? Um, I actually um, found them through our, well, she used to be our, our bookkeeper slash office manager. And she had gone to work for one of the major um, drug distributor, drug distributing companies. Mm-hmm. And she had heard about this group and we had been approached in the past by other groups, but there was just, it just was never the right fit. And okay. she found out about this group and kind of was like, I think this might be the one. And just in, in talking with them and learning about their uh, company philosophy um, mm. and and so forth, it 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 was the right fit. Good, good. Now, are you still practicing, or have you? Yes. Okay, I'm still practicing, and um, I'm uh, I'm under contract for two more years, but I still plan on practicing in the same practice um, for as long as I want to practice, which I have to do <laughs> at least another probably seven, eight years. Oh, wow. Okay, great, great. I was thinking you kind of sold off and retired there, but um, I didn't know that that was even an option for selling your practice and then staying on there. Most at most um, corporations that are buying um, practices, they usually request that the primary veterinarians stay on for mm-hmm. a varying degree of time based on, you know, the company and the circumstances. Um, and so, I mean, I, as long as I'm happy there, I don't see a reason to, to move elsewhere. And, you know, as long as they'll let me adjust my hours, that's all good. (laughs) (laughs) That was Dr. Ann McFarland of San Antonio, Texas on developing a mentor relationship. Now for a look at the other side of things in a conversation with Dr. Connor Ruthman, Dr. Rethman is a mentee of Dr. McFarland's and practices at Bernie Stage Veterinary Clinic in Bernie, Texas. So how did you meet Dr. McFarland? Um, So she's actually a family friend, um, and I didn't really meet her until I wanted to or decided I wanted to go to vet school. So that was like my freshman year of college, I believe, in undergrad. Okay. Did you go to Texas A&M? Yes, I did. Okay, great. When did you graduate? 
Um, I graduated Texas A&M December of 2016. Oh, okay. And what are you doing now? Um, Now I'm working at a small animal general practice in Bernie, Texas. Um, So actually pretty nearby to where Dr. McFarland works. Okay, great. I love Bernie. It's such a cute town. It's it's nice. (laughs) I'm from the area, so I moved back home. Very nice. Um, So did you purposefully seek out Dr. McFarland to mentor you or was it kind of a chance uh, connection? Yeah, it was kind of a chance connection um, because once like I started telling people like, oh yeah, I want to go to vet school, um, you know, um, they're like, oh, well, you know, you should go talk to Dr. McFarland. Like she's super great. I'm sure she'd love to have you. Um, So then I set up a meeting with her at the clinic um, and I started kind of just like shadowing there. Um, and I worked as a kennel tech for like a little bit over probably like a winter break and summer break, I think. Um, okay. but that was really my first exposure to like being at a vet clinic in that sense, because I had never, like, since I didn't know that's what I wanted to do, I had never really had that experience before. So. Right. And had, had you had any other mentors in, in the field? Um, not, not before her. No, she was definitely my first and main mentor, um, throughout all of this. So, okay. What did having her as a mentor help you with? And what do you think you wouldn't have been able to do without her? I guess just like having the confidence to really go through with all of this and knowing what to expect. Um, because I really, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into um, initially, um, mm-hmm. since I had never really, like a lot of people I feel like are like, oh, I wanted to be a vet since I was seven or something. Right. And that, that wasn't me. So I hadn't planned anything in advance. I didn't look anything up. Um, and so just her being able to kind of walk me through each step. Um, and she kind of, um, so obviously, since I was going to school in College Station, I wasn't here all of the time. Um, and so whenever I went back to College Station, she helped me kind of figure out like how to get a job there. So then um, I got mm-hmm. a job at an emergency clinic in College Station um, because she kind of gave me a couple people like contacts in College Station to call and like talk to about which clinics would be good to work at. Um, so wow. I kind of put my foot in the door there. Um, and I met other mentors through that job as well, but, um, she's definitely been like my first and most consistent and the one that I would kind of my go-to for like advice and with vet school applications and everything like that. And even throughout vet school, just kind of, you know, being able to talk to someone that went through the same thing and, um, everything like that. I don't know. I just, it was really helpful having her not only through like, I don't know, just, just the whole process of it. Because like, like I said, when I started, I really just didn't like, it's a big, it's a big commitment deciding to go to vet school and it's like a big sacrifice. And, um, you know, you spend a lot of time working towards that and just having someone that's supportive along the whole way that's like gone through the whole thing, because, you know, even though I had like supportive friends and supportive family, like having someone that knows exactly what I'm going through was just invaluable during this. That's amazing. Having those connections. It was, I'm very thankful for that. So definitely. And how did you go about communicating with Dr. McFarland? Like I was talking with her a little bit about this, you know, how do you kind of manage that relationship in, in a professional and yet personal way? Right. 
Yeah, I think at first, you know, it was a bit more formal because I didn't know her that well. Um, and it was more of like a working relationship since I, you know, was like working for her at the clinic technically mm-hmm. um, in that sense. And then once I got, you know, especially once I got to like the vet school applications and like in vet school, um, when I would like seek her advice and mentorship and stuff, um, I just would, we could just text or I could, you know, set up a time to like call her or um, something like that. So it was, um, and she was, you know, very responsive and everything. Um, so I think just having someone that you're comfortable reaching out to and, you know, I never felt like I was like bothering her or anything like that. Like, um, she was very open and, um, just receptive to everything. So. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Do you think that you'll ever mentor someone whenever you're, um, in the place where you feel like you can? Yeah, I would definitely love to, um, just, you know, I think it just helps so much having someone to give you feedback and encourage you and just, um, you know, really just giving you advice along the way. Um, you know, it's stressful going through everything and it can be scary. And, um, you know, there's where I'm working now, there's a couple of people that do want to go to vet school. And so, um, you know, I'm not like fully mentoring them or anything at this point, because I have to worry about myself. But, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've definitely like offered to help them with applications and stuff like that. Um, So it is, I want to get involved in for sure. Wonderful. For those who are in school or new grads, and they're looking for a mentor, do you have any advice for them on finding a good mentor? Yeah, I think um, just really like reaching out to clinics. And I mean, sometimes you won't know until you get there, unfortunately, if they're going to be a good mentor, but really like talking to people and someone that's like passionate about mentoring, they usually make it pretty clear that that's what they like to do. Um, which is one of the reasons that I decided to work at the place I'm working at is because my boss from the beginning was very like, he wanted me to be very involved and was very encouraging and, um, just made it clear that, you know, he wanted to mentor me. Um, and so I think just making sure whoever, you know, whatever clinics you're going to and stuff, um, the, they just really emphasize that. Gotcha. So if it's, if they obviously seem really interested in it, that's a great sign. And if they kind of seem like, ah, yeah, I could do some mentorship here or there, that might not be the best sign. Yeah. Like it definitely, you know, I think you can tell when you talk to someone, if it's like something that they've thought about, or if it's just kind of like an afterthought, like, oh yeah, I guess now that you mention it, that would be cool. Like, eh. Like, and I mean, people can surprise you. I don't know that I would like count anyone out unless they were obviously just like, no, you know, I just (laughs) want you to know what you're doing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, definitely looking for someone that seems like they're passionate about it. That was Dr. Connor Rethman on the benefits of having a mentor. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a colleague and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A like, a share, a retweet, these are all great ways that you can support TVMA that won't cost you a dime. Thanks for supporting us. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening.